Hey everybody, Coach John Daly here. Back again. Today's date is March 31st, 2019. It is a Sunday. Can't believe March is over already and April is getting ready to knock on the door here, so to speak, uh, coming tomorrow. Um, Want to run something, something by you here. This is something that I've, it's been on my mind a lot lately. And uh, it's funny how when things get on your mind or you start um, you know, talking to some people about some stuff, you, you find out more information pops up, it seems. Like more information comes to you in many different forms, whether it's on, you know, hear something on the radio or you see something online. Well, I saw something online. Uh, looking over at LinkedIn, which I definitely got to get checking more often because there's some great quality uh, information there. There's some great quality people there. And I definitely uh, need to be a little bit more active in that uh, with that uh, program over there. So this study reveals the five biggest regrets people have before they die. And it's one of those things that's been catching my eye lately. Uh, probably it's leadership class season. Uh, as far as my seniors, we're in the spring term now. Uh, principal's leadership class that uh, I came up with probably 13, 14 years ago. Um, it's one of those things that it always gets me thinking a little bit deeper, uh, a little bit more um, meaningful, a little bit more uh, with passion and with my heart. And this is one of the topics that I mentioned about, you know, I hear study after study about regrets that people have right before they die, it's it's mostly regrets that of things they did not do. It's not so much things that they did or mistakes that they made, right? Well, anyways, I found this article, this John Paul, and I'm, I'm butchering his name, so John Paul, I'm sorry. Uh, I'll spell it out. I-W-U-O-H-A. Awua. Um, John Paul put this, he's a, a top voice, champion entrepreneurship in Africa, uh, put this out. I'll put a link to it um, in the show notes here. But he talks about, you know, do we have any regrets? Most people do, right? But it appears our regrets gain a lot of weight as we approach the end of our lives. That's when we start talking about them. That's when we start probably feeling the brunt of, of how much they hurt. And, you know, this also came about from I did a Facebook Live video uh, the other day that uh, very interesting to see some people noticing it. Um, they, they won't mention it to me, but they mention it to other people, uh, which is always comical. But... Um, it was definitely got on my mind from the standpoint of uh, my wife's family lost a family member, a distant relative, um, one who we don't see, uh, we didn't see that often, wish we did. And of course, you can you always say that, now, you know, once people pass that you wish you would have spent more time or made a better effort um, to see them more, to be in touch with them more. Uh, but she passed away earlier uh, this past week. And then we had a friend, too, uh, that was in hospice, um, definitely had a whole bunch of medical uh, challenges over the last few years. Um, great family. Uh, we went to a fundraiser for her and her family, um, you know, a month or so ago. And, um, you know, again, not great friends, but we definitely knew them. We hung out with them. Uh, they're very good people. They're definitely our friends of ours. And when, it, you know, when you start distincting between great and just regular, I, they're good people. You know, they really are a great family. Uh, they, she had so much going for her, a lot of difference-making in her life with so many other people, there's a lot of people that she affected very positively, including us, including our family. So uh, call her good friend, call her friends. Great, great lady is what it is. That's what that's the bottom line. And we do remember her uh, with, with well and uh, positive thoughts, especially her family. But again, that got me thinking about as we're getting toward the end of our lives, that we've run out of time to do things, right? We've run out of time to go after those things that um, we want to do. 
And, you know, uh, this author brings up, you know, death's really not a comfortable subject for a lot of people, right? Uh, we don't talk about it a lot. We don't talk about it often enough. Um, you know, a lot of people barely plan for it, even though, you know what? It, it is the one sure thing in life that we know is coming. We don't know when, right? We'd like to live out as many years as possible. And um, I, I will say this, uh, my wife's um, family member who just passed, she had she called her own shot. You know, she was at home where she wanted to be uh, in hospice care uh, with family and just in the comfort zone of, of the place that she loved. And you know what? That is awesome. <clears throat> That's one of the things, you guys, if, you know, God, if we can just call our own, own ending, so to speak, um, when the time comes, um, going out on your terms, I think, I think is pretty powerful, okay? Um, uh, the author brings up, you know, knowing that you're going to die in a few weeks is a very bitter pill to swallow, right? Uh, this all goes about from um, Bronnie Ware. She's an Australian nurse and counselor. And she worked uh, mainly like in hospice care, taking care of terminally ill people, most of whom had less than 12 weeks to live. Uh, her patients were typically old people with very serious illnesses, and they were waiting to die, right? Well, she picked up some great lessons. She picked up um, some great um, life-changing lessons from these people on, on the last journey of their lives that were shared with her, and she's sharing them, right? And um, she she got the time to ask about any regrets that they had in their lives, anything they would do differently if life gave them a second chance. And tons of responses, obviously, right, that she got from all, all of these patients. She noticed there were five regrets that stood out, okay? There was the most common regrets her patients wished they had made, um, made some changes in throughout their life, okay? Um, but remember, and this is a great point, but the regrets of the dying can be sound and valuable advice for the living, right? Uh, Tuesdays with Maury, fantastic story from Mitch Album, made into a fantastic movie, right? Life-changing stuff. That's what Maury wanted to do. His journey when he was dying from ALS, the Lou Gehrig's disease, um, he wanted to share his story for the benefit of others. And you know what? We, we earn the shot of, of um, going out quietly, uh, keeping things to ourselves and our family. We owe that to, to our... We have that right, right? We have that opportunity. But I think it's um, a fantastic choice decision by whoever wants to make it um, if you want to share those lessons with, with others. And uh, this is a very powerful article, really powerful article. Um, and, and one of the key revelations of the many from uh, Bronnie's study is that we often take our lives for granted because we are healthy, right? We don't talk about death. We don't talk about these things when we're healthy, when things are going well, right? The time usually to start talking about it, worrying about it, asking for help, asking for advice is when things aren't going well. I get it, you know, I, I guess that's human nature and I, I'm totally guilty of that. But I think if, um, you know, it, it affords us boundaries when we have it and then when we don't have our health, those boundaries are gone. Right then, then all bets are off, and, and we got to find out information. Okay, uh, but we can't do anything about the regrets. We can do something about the regrets now, you guys. Right. So here's the five common ones that I wanted to get to. Uh, first one is: I wish I pursued my dreams and aspirations, and not the life others expected of me. Okay, we have a lot of people chiming in on, on suggestions on how we should live our life, loved ones especially. Right, and I and I get it. I you know I have expectations of 
of my kids, of, of nieces and nephews and comments and thoughts and, you know, brothers and sisters-in-laws and all, you know, I get it. We all have commentary, so to speak. It's really easy to uh, commentate on the outside, right, from the outside looking in, right? Um, it definitely, as, as life comes to an end, it's very crystal clear, very crystal clear as to what we didn't do, how easy it would have been, how much effort um, that how much less effort I think it would take than what we thought at in the moment. Like in the moment when we're healthy, when we're alive, we've got all these excuses, all these reasons why we don't do things, okay? And I'm speaking not only from this article, but I'm speaking from my my uh, perception, right? I'm down in the basement recording this. I do not have the TV on. Some great basketball games going on today that I'm going to be watching later. But I can see my reflection in the TV right now, right? I can see my reflection. And um, that's a powerful uh, metaphor, a powerful connection of, looking in the mirror. So a lot of these things I'm speaking of uh, from my experiences, from my you know faults, whatever you want to call them, right? Um, in many cases, failure to pursue those dreams that we have, right? Uh, very often due to the, the uh, fitting into the expectations of others, trying not to alarm people or get people upset or to follow their suggestions because we do love them, right? We do love them. And society comes into play there too. Right? Society has things that are cool to do, not cool to do, can't take risk, shouldn't be doing that, right? That's not what people do. Um, uh, but one of her dying patients, uh, this lady named Grace, made Bronnie promise that she would pursue all her dreams and live her life to its fullest potential without ever considering what others would say. Okay, uh, According to Bronnie, Grace was in a long but unhappy marriage. And after her husband was put in a nursing home, she, would di- she was diagnosed with a terminal illness. And Grace's biggest regret was that she never was able to pursue all those dreams that she put on hold. Okay? If, man, in the next line, I think the biggest lesson from this regret, if you know what really makes you happy, do it. If you know what really makes you happy, do it. Right? Those dreams that you don't go after um, and those things that you don't try, that there comes an end where you can't do it. You know? There's so many things that I want to try and do that I'm, I'm realizing that now that I'm starting to, you know, make the effort and make the change to go after it. Articles like this, you guys, haunt me from the standpoint, if I get to the end of my life, whenever it may be, and I go through these, these, these things are going to be kicking my butt. These things are going to be punching me in the face, especially now that I've read them, right? I'm going to have this great reminder of, oh my God, John, you didn't do it. You didn't even try. You didn't even try, you big turkey. Come on. And it, that pain... Whatever pain I have, like illness-wise, disease, whatever uh, may do me in, um, I think that pain is going to be easier to take. I really do. And as I think about it and reflect about it now, you guys, oh my God, I think that's totally true. I think that's totally, the, the, the pain of regret weighs tons, right? The discipline that you need weighs ounces. The discipline it takes to do things in life weighs ounces compared to the pain of regret. Because the pain of regret, just like the article said above, you carry it for a long time, and then it just gets so burdensome, right? It gets really burdensome that you didn't try, that you didn't that you didn't do things differently, right? Uh, God, I'm only on first one here. I'm, I'm cracking up already. Uh, number two, I wish I didn't work so hard, okay? Obviously, that makes a lot of people feel guilty, right? As far as missing, um, missing parts of your life, I, I could go... A million times over the excuses that I would have in this category of giving up time with with uh, my kids, my wife, 
um, doing fun things. Now, you can't do, you know, you can't just go to work and then um, all the rest of the time just do fun things. There's responsibilities in life. I get that, right? I get that. But I could definitely have chosen better. Um, and you know what? Now I'm trying to do that. Now I'm trying to make some different choices. Now I still have time, right? Well, I can still have a say in the game, still have something to do uh, with my choices, right? Um, simplifying lifestyle, making better choices, okay? We don't have to chase all that money. We don't have to chase those things. When it comes down to it, it really doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter, right? Uh, number three, I wish I had the courage to express my feelings and speak my mind, okay? This one, okay, just make, it helps make us bolder. You know, not that you're going to go out and pick fights with everybody. I don't view it that way. Some people would. And some people think that they have to say their opinion on everything to everyone at every time. And I, th- I, don't, I don't believe that, right? But I do believe there are times to stand up uh, and say something that's on your heart and in your mind that you know is right, right? And you're willing to take a stand, right? And I definitely have not done that um, uh, enough throughout my life, right? Uh, according to Bronnie, many of her dying patients believe they suppressed their true feelings and didn't speak their mind when they should have because they wanted to keep peace with others. I'm all for keeping peace, you know, but I'm also one that maybe needs to step up a little bit more uh, when times need it, when when you speak up for something that's right and when you're helping somebody, right? Instead of just kind of letting it go and not saying anything, you know, that's my, my biggest thing. Um, you know, um, I, I don't like anger. I don't like... Um, negativity, uh, conflict, definitely. It's, it's my personality, right? But there are times for it. There are times for standing up and, and uh, making a stand and, and maybe getting uncomfortable a little bit and saying some stuff, right? It's it's not all the time that things happen when you raise an opposite point. And I think our country, uh, obviously, is seeing that right now, where it's, it's difficult to raise an, an opposition to somebody sometimes uh, if you have to be uh, confrontational, right? Uh, if it comes from the heart and you're trying to be honest and, and kind and constructive, hopefully there's a mutual understanding, mutual connection there with that person that you're trying to help, right? But again, we risk. There's risk involved by speaking your mind, right? And I need to do a better job on that. Number four, I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends, okay? And I love the fact of social media. That's a very huge positive. That's why I have it. There's been plenty of times, you guys, I've, I've thought about uh, getting rid of Instagram and uh, Twitter and Facebook and just what would my life be without it? Because I can remember when I didn't have it, right? I can remember those moments when I didn't have those things. And life seemed to be pretty good back then, right? It's it's not that uh, it's so much better now with all this social media, but let me tell you, uh, keeping in touch with friends, uh, I've done an easier job with it, um, with um, you know social media, but I've also done a worse job. In other words, I have at my fingertips the ability to reach out, to get a phone number, to call, and then start visiting face-to-face, right? Um, I, I have that those tools available, and I still have slacked off and, and let relationships go, which, uh, again, big regret. But again, I'm trying to do something about it. I'm trying to reach out and tell people um, that I love them. I'm trying to reach out and thank them for being part of my life, and I need to keep doing that. So that one, that one's a biggie for me, and I'm, I'm trying to do some work in that area already, but like the author says, everyone misses their friends when they're dying. It appears that when health and youth have faded and death is looming, people realize that some friendships hold more value than all their wealth and achievements. Okay, It all comes down to love and relationships in the end. I've said that. Uh, My buddy Jeff Lipp has said that. Uh, You know, John O'Leary, Sam Crowley, um, you know, all these people that have uh, have influenced me throughout my life um, definitely 
um, is one of those things that relationships matter. Okay, Jeremy Todd's another big guy that has mentioned that so many times. Okay, and it's one of those things I know you know it's true. Okay, nothing else mattered to her patients in the last few weeks of their lives but love and relationships. Right, we live in a busy world these days, and the pressures and demands of work, city life, and trying to raise a family can take its toll on some golden relationships. And I'm going to pause this right here. Okay, relationships are, are everything, you guys. Last point, number five. I wish I had let myself be happier. Okay, this is a very humbling one. Uh, it's one that really kind of, you know, I'm looking up in the TV again, looking at my image here. Um, there was a lot of times where I wasn't happy. A lot of times, because the pressure I put on myself and, um, you know, I was spending time doing things. I, I knew I could be uh, spending time better, uh, more productive, more um, golden, so to speak, as far as with family, with uh, you know, my wife and kids and doing other things and making different choices, right? Um, but you know what? That can start now. The beautiful thing about this list, you guys, it, it just got to me. You can start, you can make changes right now, right? You don't have to wait to find out that this will be true, okay? I can almost guarantee you that this will be true. When we get to our deathbed, if we have that ability to sit back and think about things uh, before we die, these things will come to mind. No doubt about it, okay? Um and, you know, we got to remember, happiness is a choice. It's brought up in this article. Happiness is a choice, right? Um, it's simple, too. There's a lot of simple factors to happiness, right? Doing things with people that you love. Since relationships are so important, doing things with those people that you care about so much, that's a big key, right? Finding something of passion that you like to do with your life and spending your time doing, that's a big key, right? They, they realized, these, these patients on their deathbeds, they realized they could have chosen to be happy, regardless of their circumstances in life. Rich or poor, right? Uh, that's the one of the biggest things right there. We have a choice to be happy, no matter what's going on, right? Things happen to us, we have a choice in how to react. Yeah, do I have this down perfectly? Hell no. <laughs> Absolutely not, you know? It, it's one of those I don't think many people do. But you can keep practicing. You can keep trying to get better. I know that's what I'm trying, right? It's one of those things. Um, learn to relax, appreciate those little things that are so important. Right? Those little things are the things we long for as we get older. Relationships, laughter, good food, a good buddy down the floor. We talk a lot. And he says, you know what? We're getting to the age. He's getting to the age that he met, and he's younger than me. So this, I guess, holds true for me too. He just wants some good food and drink, some great people to be around. Okay, To spend his time doing some stuff that he loves doing, that he enjoys doing. He wants to be safe. Have a roof over his head and his family. He wants to be safe too. You know, There's not much as far as to happiness right? Very simple. We don't have to have all the latest things. We don't have to do all the biggest traveling and, all, you know, all the money in the world doesn't solve anything, you know, unless you've got friends to share it with and people to, to love, right? So happiness is a choice. I love that. I love that. So again, hey, is it, uh, is it possible to live life without regrets? Well, I think you're going to have always a few. Uh, I know I will, but as far as the biggies and uh, boy, when I take my last breath, I really, really want to just be able to, you know what, take that last breath knowing that, you know what, John, you tried your best and you accomplished some things that you weren't going to accomplish unless you made some changes. You know, as, have as few regrets as possible. I think that's the biggest thing, right? Um, it doesn't mean to live recklessly, okay? Uh, live life as we would die today. I, I get that saying, you know, if you had just one day to live, you wouldn't start being all reckless and take chances and risks, of, of hurting yourself, hurting others, doing damage, right? But you would take risks of loving more, uh, doing things that are exciting, 
right? Doing things that um, get other people excited and, and, you know, help cross off bucket list items for other people, right? And, and make memories. There it is right there. Relationships, memories. I, I love that, okay? But again, hey, we know it's happening. We know it's coming. We don't know when. But, you know, start looking at, at some of these five areas, you guys. You know, going back up. Wish I'd let myself be happier. That was number five. I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends was number four. Okay, number three, I wish I had the courage to express my feelings and speak my mind a little bit more. Number two, I wish I didn't work so hard. And the first one up at the top of the list, I wish I pursued my dreams and aspirations and not the life others expected of me. Okay, just another reflection here. You know what? Yeah, getting older, things happen differently. Start looking at things differently. Um, boy, I wish I had this stuff uh, thinking about it early on, but it's tough to take it early on because you don't think you have to, right? You don't think you have to get this when you're in your 20s and 30s or even younger. You know, if I share this stuff with my uh, high school students, someone will get it. Some will be like, you know, they'll forget about it, but it'll come back to them. Guarantee it. This stuff will come back. Okay? So as uh, I get ready for the week ahead, got some time off, which I'm very grateful for. Uh, fighting a little cold. Everybody in our house has got a little something now. My wife's got it the worst whether it's some flu bug or something. So we're trying to uh, help each other out and stay healthy a little bit here. Uh, we got uh, some fun stuff at the back end of our spring break coming up that I'll share with you soon. A big bucket list item crossed off my list soon, and I'm looking forward to that. But uh, again, hang in there with yourselves. Hang in there with each other, you guys. Uh, find me over on Facebook at coach to expect success over on Twitter at Coach2Success, Instagram at CoachJohnDaily, and Coach2ExpectSuccess.com. That's the homepage there. Get that book list down at the bottom. Pick a book off of there. Find some time to read it. You can also contact me on that uh, on that homepage too. Drop me uh, some comments and leave me your thoughts and questions. Okay? Again, thanks for your support, you guys. Thanks for hanging in there with me. I hope this helps. Maybe I didn't want to go too down, too too uh, low, too much tears, although it, it is emotional for me uh, looking at myself in this TV uh, reflection over here about these topics. I think they're pretty powerful. Okay? So, uh, hey, start picking some stuff to work on. Some, you know, find find some things to start crossing off your list that you will not regret as 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 you get older, as time goes by, especially if they involve other people. Okay, you guys. All right, thanks again, you guys. We'll talk again soon. See ya. Mm-hmm.